All right, hockey fans, listen up because we've got something special cooked up for playoff season. It's called the Daily Faceoff Playoff Parlay Challenge, and it's going to add some serious spice to your playoff experience. Now, here's the deal every playoff game, you're going to be faced with a handful of questions. It's like your own personal playoff puzzle, and it's free to join. And there are prizes because who doesn't love winning stuff? Daily winners, you're getting hooked up with gift cards. Treat yourself to some nation gear or maybe even your favorite jersey. And for the big dogs, the people who can win an entire round, it's straight, cold, hard cash. We're talking about real dough for your hockey knowledge. So lace up those skates, stretch those thumbs, and get ready to show off your hockey IQ in the daily face-off playoff parlay challenge. Sign up today and play every game day at games.dailyfaceoff.com and prove your puck prowess. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is Leafs Morning Take with Nick Alberga and Jay Rosehill. Now we've got a fight started here right off the bat with Rosehill. 30 minutes of live, nonstop Leafs talk starts now. What is happening, everybody? The clock is ticking. We're now just a week away from the NHL draft in Music City, presented by Botano. It's the Wednesday edition of Leafs Morning Take. Nick Alberga and Jay Rosa with you. How are you, Rosie? Good, man. Pumped for Drager today. We'll get some mm. insider information from the one who apparently knows all. So it's exciting to uh, get this guy on the show, pick his brain a little bit about the Maple Leafs. Yeah, Darren Drager is coming up in about 10 minutes from now. First and foremost, my apologies. Do I look like sort of tilted right now? You just look like a squid like normal. Yeah. Well, that's that goes without saying. But you ever like tweaked your neck like sleeping, man? Like I woke up yesterday and I couldn't turn my neck left or up it's feeling a bit better but it's like the most helpless feeling in the world when you can't move your neck man i have had that i've had oh. neck problems it's like torticollis i get locked like this where i gotta go like this and yeah like man this. it's brutal but uh I, I feel for you that is shitty i i thought it was just normally your normal squid self but you got actual problems going on no i'm a real squid but i do have some issues it is first world problems i just thought it was so crazy and we take it for granted i was trying to cross the street last night and i had to turn my whole body across the street i'm like holy fuck but anyways That's i'm brutal. getting through it i'm getting through it my man that is brutal. I feel for you because I've had it before and it's not fun. Hey, speaking of getting through it, we wanted to play this video as a bit of an exercise to start off today's show. Victor Webanyama has been widely projected as the Connor Bedard, I guess, if you will, to translate it to the NHL world of the NBA. He's going first overall to San Antonio last night. He was throwing out the first pitch last night. 
And this is exactly what it resulted in. Watch very closely, Rosie. Here we go. That's a big, big, tall man. <laughs> a lot of leverage. That's the big unit. Oh, boy. Oh. oh. That's a, a victim of a one-sport athlete right there, ladies and gentlemen. That's a guy who's dedicated all his time to just one sport and can't even throw a ball. I just don't get that. I don't get that. I have a highlight reel of why this guy's first overall and he is just finger rolling and just everything athletic imaginable. And the most basic thing in the world, a child picks up a ball and throws it in the water and this guy can't do it. That always blows my mind when high end athletes can't throw a ball even a little bit. I actually have some sympathy for him. I think his hands are too big for the baseball. If he throws a basketball, that's right down the middle, dude. Ooh, that's something to be said. Yeah. And I yeah. mean, there's a lot of torque going on there. There's a lot of leverage happening. So benefit of the doubt, benefit of the doubt. But man, it blows my mind to see those highlight packages of the first pitches. And uh, when they go awry, it is something else. I threw one of those in the Sky Dome a couple, well, many years back now. And it was it was a little bit nerve wracking. Yeah, that's exactly it. I think that factored in as well. The bright city lights of New York. I get that. But that's automatically what I thought. His hands are really, really big. So we're going to give Webb and Yama uh, the benefit of the doubt. I'm still not going to give 50 Cent the benefit of the doubt. By far, I think the the worst first pitch I've seen in my life, 50 Cent. Go out and, and check that out on YouTube. It is something special. Anyways, remember to subscribe, tap that like button, leave us a review wherever you're checking us out at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. Uh, additionally, we're available wherever you find your podcast at the Leafs Nation 401. Again, search Leafs Morning Take and you'll uh, we'll pop up as well. And don't forget to visit theleafsnation.com for the very latest on all things Toronto Maple Leafs. Thoughts, comments, questions, or concerns, drop us a line in the chat down below here on YouTube. We'll get to them a bit later on in the show. But for now, let's get over the boards. <laughs> stiff neck is right, my friend. Producer Aaron writing in the chat. Must have had a stiff neck. <laughs> great, great comment. I love it. Okay, so we'll get to the first topic du jour. Again, Darren Dreger is coming up in about 10 minutes from now on the very latest All Things Toronto Maple Leafs. TSN's insider trading, Pierre Lebrun intimating on Monday night, or excuse me, Tuesday night, that the Leafs have communicated to Ryan O'Reilly's camp that they're open to keeping him. But A, should the Leafs bring him back? And B, what would that cost in your world, Rosie? Well, that's the big question is what does it cost, right? I mean, you could get a million guys that you'd say, yeah, we'd take them on our team, but it's a salary cap error. And what's it going to cost? And and was he hurt last year? And how effective was he? And do you need him? And I mean, I thought as soon as he got here, um, things were looking really good. I mean, he had some of those big games where he's scoring goals and just being a leader. Uh, looked like he was a little banged up. I know his season, you can see there, 53 games played. Uh, had some lower body injuries and whatnot. It's it's just hard to say, man. Like, is he healthy? Is he wanting to come back? And what is it going to cost the team? And I mean, that's that that is not my specialty by any stretch. But uh, yeah. be interesting to ask our guest today, Mr. Darren Drager, what his thoughts on are are on that. But I, I definitely think that those talks would be going, and I'm I'm surprised they aren't full blast right now. Yeah, that's a thing too. I think I thought he was a key piece to this roster. Ultimately, I thought he was a big reason why this team won their first playoff series in 19 years. I, I just think it's going to be tough for this brain trust to quantify his worth to a team over what 24 total games with this team breaks his finger just had a banged up year in general. So I think from that perspective, I think they have to be careful how they analyze Ryan O'Reilly's time as a Maple Leaf. But I just think he brings so many intangibles to the table. Having said that, everything ties to the core four, whether we want to admit it or not. 
the only way you can do this, you know, things like this, if you will, whether it's Ryan O'Reilly or something else and bringing him back, it stems to the, to the big boys and how are you going to move money out to bring money in, right? It really does. You got those four guys chomping up a lot of cap space. And if you want to build around them, you're, it's going to be tough to get premier talent and premier quality. And, you know, this guy's a Conn Smythe winner. He's a Stanley Cup champion. Um, you know, the only thing that the Leafs kind of have going is he's getting a little bit up there in years and probably doesn't command exactly what he did at one point in time. But uh, it's going to be funny to see if, if they want to wheel and deal this offseason, they're going to have to move things around. You can't just add and fans always I've said it before. They uh, they forget that they say, why don't we get this guy? Why don't you sign this guy? It's like, well, how far deep have you gone into the logistics of that? And and again, it's a salary cap error, and it, it's it's a reason why guys like Darren Drager coming on here are good to, to have because they've got the minds and, and the info and the insight to to crunch all of that, and, and they've got the inside track, and that's why I'm excited to pick his brain. But uh, obviously there's interest in Ryan O'Reilly. Can they make something work? Yet to be seen. Looking forward to Dregs. Again, about five minutes away from Darren Drager. I'm getting roasted in the chat for some reason, so we're going to pick some of these apart later on about my Good. stiff neck. It hurts, man. It, it hurts, but I'm battling through this one. I would be playing in a playoff game. That is for sure. Ilya Samsonov, your guy, Rosie. Again, according to Pierre Lebrun, his column from The Athletic on Monday, the Leafs have shown interest in re-signing Ilya Samsonov. How much is too much? Like, that's the big time question for me, considering this guy's body of work is very, very short and small when it comes to being a number one goaltender or an outright number one goalie in this league. He struggled with consistency, especially in his time in Washington. How much would you pay Ilya Samsonov? Would you go long term with this guy? It's tough to say, man. The goaltenders, they are few and far between. Um, I think this guy's got nothing but upside. I like his his mental state on how he approaches the game and how he handles being in the spotlight. It doesn't seem to bother him. He doesn't seem to overthink it. Um, I think he's exactly what they've needed for a while now. And since the Matt Murray thing has, you know, it had its potential. It didn't work out. He's too fragile. Whatever his deal is with injuries, you just can't rely on him. Therefore, you can't have him on your roster. And and you need to lock this guy in. How much is too much? Ah, again, man, numbers, crunching. What are the big four taking? Who do we have down the road? And I mean, maybe a little bit of a bridge deal or something. What kind of number are you looking at with this guy? I think he's valuable and you got to get it done, but I don't think you need to shoot the moon at him and you got to see where his camp is at. Yeah, I think you look at the market specifically. I, I'm thinking, you know, four and a half, five million bucks per season, mm-hmm. just more on some of the guys and where they've gone the last couple of years. Like automatically people are going to bring up the name um, obviously Jack Campbell when he signed with, with the Edmonton Oilers, but that's, that's my wonder when it comes to Ilya Samsonov is like, where's that sweet spot where both sides can make it work? Cause I agree. Like I, I have no, no issues at all with them coming back with a Samsonov and wall combination in between the pipes. What's that going to cost them, especially with some of the question marks, uh, elsewhere on the roster? No. Well, it's going to cost you money. I mean, he's he's the best goalie that you can get your hands on right now. And and like I said before, he fits and he checks the boxes and he seems to be, you know, in his element. And as a young guy with with everyone naysaying him last season, saying, oh, he's uh, we're getting everyone else's rejects and all the reason in the world for him to crumble, being a young guy, being being punted aside by Washington had all the reason in the world to, yeah. to flounder. And he didn't. And he proved in my mind, at least that he's up to the task and that he can be the goaltender of the future for Toronto. I, again, I really like this guy's, you know, attitude towards the market. He doesn't seem to overthink it. Doesn't seem to 
to be too big for him. And I, I like his interviews. He's, he's funny. He's nonchalant. He's, he's from a different country. He doesn't speak the language all that good. I doubt he's absorbing all the negativity <laughs> that, that can come with being a goaltender in, uh, in Toronto. And, and I think we got to lock him up. And if it is those numbers, like you said, four and a half, five, then let's go make it happen. You need him. I need you for GM of this team. If it's that, that you should be a capologist in this league, Rosie. No, that's the last thing. I don't like those numbies. <laughs> that's why we need Dregsy to get in here. Yeah, let's bring in now the one and only Darren Dreger, and we can piggyback Dregs off that conversation. Thanks so much for joining us today. Ilya Samsonov in the goaltending situation. How do you see it playing out? And what do you think that market looks like for a Samsonov? Um, well, I mean, specific to Toronto, I think that, you know, he's got value, obviously. Um, you know, he made the best of his op- opportunity uh, this past season. And I'm confident that something is going to get done with the Maple Leafs. I listen to you guys talk about the number and that doesn't sound outlandish to me. It might to Brad Trilliving and the Maple Leafs when, you know, they're wrestling with the cap. I, I got to believe it's going to be in the fours on an annual average salary, but then what does the term look like? And I don't think that the term can be overly daunting from Toronto's perspective as well. Um, yeah, I think that the, the term is perhaps going to surprise some people when we go beyond Samsonoff and you know, look at Austin Matthews and what he might command in, in terms of the number of years. Yeah, from a, a club or a fan perspective, you'd love to lock him down for eight years. That's that's not likely. In fact, that's highly unlikely. You're probably talking about a three, four, five-year term for Austin Matthews, and then you'll hit the mother load again. So I, I think that it's workable with Samsonov to come back to the goaltending. I know that he is a priority among the list of priorities that Brad Living is going to have to wrestle with. But if you're Ilya Samsonov, you're probably also looking, if that number is accurate, which we talked about somewhere in the fours, then you're probably looking at a shorter term anyway, so that you can maximize. If he can prove on a real big stage in a market like Toronto that he is a legit number one, then after a couple, three years, chances are that number grows considerably. And, and if and if he earns it, great. And why, why yeah. tie yourself into something that's not completely proven for whatever, six years long, and then you're stuck yeah. with them, right? I've seen that happen too many times. Yeah, I'm with you on that. And, you know, what we've learned from those Stanley Cup champions of late is that you better be careful when you're handing out contracts to your goaltenders, right? Uh, you know, especially in Vegas where they went through five of them this year and who had Aiden Hill on their bingo card as being, you know, in the Conn Smythe conversation, in the Stanley Cup final, absolutely nobody. And Aiden Hill is going to get paid because of the performance uh, in the playoffs. Uh, but I, then again, I, th- I think what clubs have realized is un- unless you're absolutely certain that you've got an elite level goaltender to commit in the eight, the nine, the $10 million range, that's risky business. It is. And and just to throw another name at you guys, I mean, that's why we talk so much about Connor Hellebuck and insider trading. You know, it's believed he's looking for uh, an Andre Vasilevsky type of contract at nine and a half million. And he also wants to win. Well, how many contending teams out there can afford to pay, you know, a, a goaltender nine and a half million dollars? Now, Hellebuck is under contract next year at 6.2. But if you're tying your wagon to any goaltender for seven, eight years uh, at nine and a half, you'd better be absolutely sure that he's going to be able to to carry the mail for at least half of that contract, if not more. So I think general managers and organizations generally are very careful when it comes to committing long-term and big money to their goalies. 
And, and while we're on the uh, topic of Toronto's goalies, what are, what do you see going on with Matt Murray and, and how do they unload that contract? Is it a simple move or is it going to take some uh, finagling? Yeah, Rosie, it's going to be a challenge. It is. Uh, and I don't see how Toronto gets out from under that contract unless there's uh, an ailment that isn't going to recover anytime soon. So then you're talking about long-term injury as a perhaps a, a get out of jail card. Um, you're looking at salary retention. You know, I mean, I don't, I don't think Toronto is going to want to throw in a sweetener to, to the degree that they would have to, to get a team to bite on Matt Murray, but you might be able to include something that you can live with and then retain as much as 50% of that salary to, uh, to, to make that deal work. And it, it feels like they've got to get creative and do something like that. Because when we look at goaltending, I think we all see Samsonov and Joseph Wall. You know, that's what we see is the one-two punch in Toronto. And, you know, whether Matt Murray has another restart in him or not, I guess that's up to Matt Murray and where his health is, but just doesn't seem like he works in Toronto any longer. Dregs, there's so many moving parts to this whole situation, and I don't envy the job ahead for Brad Living. The guy's been yeah. very, very busy, as you know. But Ryan O'Reilly, the name poked up again on insider trading yesterday. Yeah. What kind of deal is the O'Reilly camp looking for um, or seeking here in free agency? Do you know? Yeah, you know what, Nick? I think it depends, though, on the fit and, and the opportunity. And, you know, you have to be creative when you're a player at the point in his career where Ryan O'Reilly is. You know, Chris Johnson and I were having a conversation earlier today, and and he reminded me of the fact that, you know, O'Reilly jumped into the National Hockey League as an 18-year-old. So he's got a ton of mileage on that body. Not to say that he's not a fierce competitor or can still be a a key contributor because he can be. And it is the intangibles that also attract you to why you'd want to keep Ryan O'Reilly in the fold. Is there a team out there that's willing to go as high as, say, four years in term? Uh, And then what does that AAV look like? Well, if it creeps to four years, then it's probably going to be less than $5 million or around $5 million. I doubt that the Toronto Maple Leafs uh, have the stomach to go four years. Maybe they do, though, if that annual average salary, as I've suggested, comes down even a little bit more because Ryan O'Reilly, you know, chooses Toronto and wants to stay in the organization and for family reasons in the community. Now, that being said, you know, I got to put my general manager's hat on here for just a moment. With all due respect to Ryan O'Reilly, it's not a real deep crop of unrestricted free agents. A different player, I understand this. But what if Ivan Barbashev pops into the market? And you can get Barbashev at around four and a half million dollars, four and a half to five million for sake of argument. You know, that's, I think, what, what the Maple Leafs have to be wrestling with. And any team that's looking at Ryan O'Reilly, is what are the comps out there? Not specific to the position or the player, but just how you're investing your money. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. 
PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. For sure. While we're talking about trade deadline pickups, Dregs, another one mm-hmm. was Luke Shen. You know, he's not a big money guy, but he yeah. seemed to have a big impact. And yet they don't seem to they don't have a deal done and from what i've heard they don't seem to be too close that's not from luke that's just from the rumor mill but uh are they going to get this guy done it seems like from what he brought to the table he'd be essential to getting them locked up again well i think they'd like to no doubt about that but typical toronto maple leafs or any cap team it's hard to look at your pending unrestricted free agents and know where you're at um because you've got some other bigger fish that are in the pool here you know i think priority one is dealing specifically with uh, William Nylander on July 1st and knowing where you're at. You know, the the appetite is to get something done with him. Is it plausible? You know, they need to find that out and find that out ASAP. So if they do that, then they're embracing their core four. Um, And and maybe, I guess, you, you wrestle with the notion of changing that core four if things don't work out to start the year. But I think that has to be the priority. And then the other pieces of the puzzle you know, kind of fit into place after that. I agree with you on the assessment of uh, of Luke Chen. I really do. And then I look at a Justin Hall, who's a free agent. And man, that guy's just become a whipping boy, right, in, in Toronto. It feels like for the better of his career, he should probably go elsewhere. Um, and I saw the graphic that you guys put up in the list of, of free agents. And I, you know, there's speculation around... TJ Brody this week, which which was a head scratcher for me. I mean, look, I mean, TJ Brody didn't have the best postseason of his life. We can all understand that. We all know how difficult that position is to play. But to target him as a as a, a buyout option didn't make a whole lot of sense to me with one year left. And the fact that, you know, if they were considering breaking away from TJ Brody, there'd be a trade partner for him, again, given his contract status. So I think because they know that Luke is willing to be patient, because they know that he enjoyed his second time around with the Toronto Maple Leafs, that he's likely going to be there. Uh, he's going to have to be patient. I'm not convinced he's going to be there. I'm not convinced that they're not going to have to make a a tough decision because how good a fit he was. I don't know if it was a surprise to you. It was a a surprise to me that he got slotted. And when he left Vancouver, the message that I got from people there that I trust was that he couldn't be an every game player. He couldn't be. And then he turned out to be a necessity every game for how he played. So yeah. we'll see how it plays out. But I know that there's an appetite. It's just a, the unfortunate reality of where they're at in the cap world. So, Dregs, the big thing I've been wrestling with on this show the last couple of weeks, everybody wants, you know, a drastic change, a big change. But we, I think we all have come to the realization yeah. it's not going to be with the core four. So my question to you is like, 
if you want to make a potential trade, what does this team have in terms of assets to make a trade? If it's not going to be a Robertson, if it's not going to be a Nice, what can they deal to get something significant here? Gets pretty lean after that, though, doesn't it? And mm-hmm. and you know because of what you just said, to get something back that's that's significant. You know, I, I'd even look at the core four, and I had this conversation on Overdrive earlier this week with those guys because look, I mean Brian Hayes, we, we know you know like you said, Nick, he's one of many who thinks that there's got to be some form of significant change, and and to date there hasn't been, including you know Brad Treliving clearly siding with Sheldon Keefe and, and wanting to give him more opportunity and the expectation that there would be a, a contract extension with Sheldon Keith. But if you're throwing out a name like Marner or Nylander, go down the list, you know, guys inside that core four, what are you getting back that you're absolutely certain is going to make you that much better? Or there's no guarantee. I mean, how many of us thought the Boston Bruins were going to get dispatched by the Florida Panthers in round one? Nobody. I mean, come on, you know, that's, but that's, that's why the playoffs matter. And that's why there are never any guarantees. So I, I I think that the core four is at the end of the runway. I I really truly do. And there will be many who say, no, no, that they're, they're past the end. I'm not there yet. And I, I side with Shanahan and I side with Brad Treloving and recognizing the skill set of these players. Now, if the maturity moves up another notch, if the intestinal fortitude and realizing the type of game that you have to play, like the Florida Panthers played to get to even game five of the Stanley Cup playoffs is how you, you need to invest to win. If that group can can get to that point, I, I think they can win with these guys. I can. And if they can't, then guess what? When you have me on next June, there will be significant change and it'll come in varying forms, not just the roster. I'd have to agree, Driggs. I feel like everyone just wants a trigger pull. They don't want to run it back and to go through the same thing they've gone through for a couple of years. But it's just not that easy as saying we're going to make a change. You can't do something for the sake of doing it. It has to make your team better. And in this world, it's just not always possible. But maybe they need a sports psychologist in there or something to start uh, getting those guys on the rails because, geez, they just fall short in the playoffs every year, don't they? A sports psychologist, Rosie, I think they've probably got about 10 of them on staff and I could be light in that regard. (laughs) You know that. I mean, the resources, the Toronto Maple Leafs are in abundance, but um, I, you know what, let's look. I mean, when, when Trelleving and Austin Matthews met recently, primarily that, that meeting was, you know, for the Matthews camp, especially to listen to the vision of Brad Trelleving and what changes he wants to make. I doubt very much that he's lobbing out specific, <coughs> excuse me, names, but he'd be talking about elements that he wants to either bring in or bring back that are going to give this team another chance. And I think that that's what Matthews was looking for in, in that conversation. I can't imagine that anything in that conversation would have had Austin Matthews leaning towards, okay, I don't like what I'm hearing from this new GM. So uh, I'm just going to keep my powder dry. July 1st is nothing but a calendar day to me. You know, they want to come back to me in season. Fine. I'm willing to roll the dice. So I just, I think collectively speaking, this team in a way is going to look different. We don't know how exactly because we have to allow Brad Treliving to do his work. I was gobsmacked at, at what Matthew Nyes was able to bring 
to the equation. I don't know about you guys. I, yeah. I didn't think that a college player would be able to step in and play I the did. way he played. You did? <laughs> Love oh. this kid. He's so yeah. funny. He's so <laughs> yeah. mature, so confident. Watched his highlight package. Talking to him, I'm like, this yeah. kid is ready now. But yeah, obviously, well, look, it's tougher to it, do. And I'm admitting, look, I, I, I thought he was going to be a good player. I just didn't think he'd have that poise and that, and that swagger, the way he hunted down pucks, how he yeah. protected pucks, and, and all of those things. So how about having a healthy Matthew Nyes involved from day one of training camp? Mm-hmm. I mean, this kid is going to be comfortably in their top six, and he might feel like a significant ad or a significant trade piece. I know that's saying a lot and putting a lot on a young man's shoulders who's got limited NHL experience, but he he seems to have that pop. So that could be one of a number of things that makes this club better. And of course, we love Nisey here on Lease Warning Take. Yeah. Uh, last one, we'll let you go. Uh, the next two weeks, uh, in your prediction, what do they look like for the Toronto Maple Leafs leading up to July 1 and July 1, for that matter? Yeah, well, I, I mean, it's going to be busy. It has to be busy, right? Um, but again, we're revisiting here and saying, you know, busy in the sense that there's going to be significant moves Probably not, not to say that it's impossible. What does a free agent market look like? It's interesting. I Look, I mean, Toronto is, is going to have to add some pieces to make them better. How creative are they going to be able to be? Um, you know, I, you know the, the blue line is going to need attention just through attrition. There's going to be changes there, right? We talked about that earlier in the segment. So I'm more interested in, in some of what we've already seen. Ray Ferraro and I had this conversation on the podcast, which we recorded earlier, will get posted. How do we how do we view Oliver Ekman Larson, you know, across the NHL? And why why can't we connect him to the Toronto Maple Leafs? Mm-hmm. I mean, why wouldn't you? I mean, every other team is going to consider this guy as an option. If he's a third line pairing and, and you're paying him a million five or two million bucks, you know, could that be the type of creativity that Brad Brad Trilliving and um, and and the Maple Leafs consider. I look at other teams here, fellas. I don't know the Tampa Bay Lightning have any interest in doing business with a playoff rival like the Maple Leafs. I think Ross Colton is going to be too expensive to the Tampa Bay Lightning moving forward. Wouldn't you like to see that kind of game, you know, if you're a Maple Leafs fan? But again, Toronto and probably 15 other teams would look at Ross Colton when or if he hits the uh, trade block. And as someone who loves movement dregs, I just love the fact that Brad Living is attached to everything. You know him from his Always. days in Arizona yeah. and Calgary. It's great, eh? <laughs> it, I mean, it is, but he drives people crazy in that sense, too. <laughs> Not me, because, look, I'm in the insider business, so, yeah. you know, that kind of fodder is what we live for. But, you know, he does. He gets involved in every single trade conversation. But that's doing your due diligence, right? If there's a way to get creative and make it work, then he wants to be part of that dialogue. Dregs, you're the absolute best. Thank you so much for your time today. We'll talk soon. Have a great summer, okay? All right, fellas, you too. Always a blast. Thank Appreciate you. it, Dregs. There you have it. The one and only Darren Dreger from TSN, spitting the heat, bringing the facts. And again, there's just so many moving parts. Like I think it should be, it would be so fascinating, Rosie, from an insider's perspective to follow and cover and talk to a guy like Brad Tree Living because it just seems like he's in on everything, which you love to see. If your GM knows the market, that's one step up on the opponent, no? 
Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's not easy to stay up to date on everything. It's not easy to stay up to date on the rumors and to get the information. I mean, that guy's probably working his phones 24-7. Yeah. Um, he's got to decipher through what's rumor, what's real, what could happen, what doesn't. He's got to come up with his own opinion, his own thoughts on it. He's got to share it with others. And it's it's a difficult deal. And that's why it's so nice for us to get him on here to, to break down what he's got. We're getting that info uh, on our show and he's a valuable resource. But like you said, there's so much going on and a guy like Brad Tree Living is only going to turn over every rock and exercise every option. And ultimately, that's what you want out of your GM. And it it sounds like there could be a lot of rumors flying around, a lot of maybes, a lot of what ifs. And me personally, I hope there's some triggers pulled. I want to see this team look different. I, I know that, you know, if it doesn't get done in that locker room, it's little tweaks sometimes can change the whole atmosphere and attitude of a team. And I just want this this team to look a little different, to be honest. I'm with you. Fire me up. The Botano wrap uh, wrap up, excuse me, is presented by Botano.ca. The game starts now 19 plus. Please play responsibly as I realize that I probably can look down because my neck is just fucked up. But Mm. the chat has been chirping me. I love this. Um, Everybody's telling me to use different pillows. (laughs) Uh, A lot of conversation around uh, Victor Webanyama's first pitch at Yankee Stadium. Yeah, that was something special. Um, A lot of comments about a stiff neck, which is very, very accurate. And again, moving forward, you know, everybody's talking about Austin Matthews. What's that contract going to look like? I think the brunt of the chat is down with Ilya Samsonov coming back too. And I'm with it too. Like, again, there's been some names linked to the lease, but is there really a name out there that's an upgrade on Samsonov? Probably not, Rosie. I don't think so, man. I mean, you, fuck me. Imagine you do that and Sammy goes off somewhere else and has a big thing and has a big career. And everyone's like, we literally had him in our clutches and we just said, nah, let's go look for someone else. Like, why the hell would you do that? This guy came in, like I said, had everything against him, a lot of reason to fail. And he stood up and he prevailed and he gave us a chance and got us to the second round, you could say. So to not lock him up or to look elsewhere is friggin' insane. Dude, the chat's been outstanding today, and we love all of you who have made this show what it is. Uh, there's a scrap going on, but I can't find it. There's just so much conversation. I think Elvis Lives is the person. Oh, yeah, he wrote, this team is too soft, period, and seems to have ignited some people here in the chat. And there's back and forth. And who doesn't, <laughs> how, would that start? Shit, man. how does that start shit in the chat? The team is too goddamn soft. Do you want to be the team to cower and get thrown around and get bullied? Or do you want to be the team doing it? Let's go, Elvis. <laughs> Elvis, maybe Elvis has left the building and the chat. You just never know. But I could tell you there's been a couple trolls in the chat lately and they're they're firing up the heat. Uh, nobody has re-signed anyone from any other team. We aren't the only one LMAO. That's TJ Flight for TV writing with that. Because again, there seems to be this conversation out there. If these guys haven't signed or re-signed now, like Luke Shen, it's over. I don't buy that. I think you make your decisions over the next 10 days, obviously, leading into July 1. But you don't want to make a a quick decision and fuck yourself. Because I mean, there's so many moving parts specifically to this team, right? Where... You have the Matthews contract to think about. You have the Nylander potential extension to think about. You have Samsonov. Like, there are so many moving parts. Yeah, there's lots going on. And it seems like they wait till the 11th hour. Maybe there's a deal like tentatively done and they just got to buy their time, see what else comes up. I mean, when you got time on your side, why why cut it short? So I think that's what a lot of GMs do. And that's why there's a lot of flurry of uh, firestorms going on there right at that July 1 when right before it and right after it. So it'll uh, it'll probably be that way again this year. And and like you said in the chat there, it's everyone else is in the same boat. Don't be freaking out that uh, Tree Living didn't just step in here and start pulling triggers. 
I have found more from Elvis Lives. He says, Matthews loves himself before the team. You never win with players like that. Team first, please. Uh, TJ Fleischer, get out of your mom's basement. So that's why TJ's yeah. mad at Elvis. Oh, I see. There's a squabble going on. Why don't you guys meet in the park at noon and <laughs> settle this thing? They probably don't live in the same province or maybe the same country or this. I don't know. That's logistically, it's going to be troublesome, but maybe we do a show and you call the fight. Yeah, that'd be sick. Fans <laughs> fighting. It's a new segment. <laughs> Yeah, we're looking for new and innovative segments. Again, we're looking for sponsorship on this show. And and maybe that's something we bring forth to the table in season number two, at least morning takes. So we'll leave it at that. Lots more ahead for the week. Uh, coming up on Thursday, tomorrow, you and I are going to meet up and, and talk to James Van Riemsdyk, former Toronto Maple Leaf, who's getting set to hit the market in 10 days' time, was just with the Philadelphia Flyers. Maybe we talk about a potential reunion, what JVR is looking for on the open market. Then on Friday, the Insider Run continues on this show. We'll have Elliot Friedman. Yes, Elliot Friedman is going to drop by for 32 Thoughts, of course, Sportsnet and Sportsnet.ca. And again, we'll keep you up to date on the very latest, Rosie. I can't believe the draft is now a week away and then free agency just after that. Yeah, it's wild. The spring's flown by, and that's good. That's what it should do, get to that uh, free open market and see what happens around here. But I mean, Drager... JVR Friedman, let's go Leafs morning tag. No wonder the chat's popping off. I agree with Warrior Womp. Don't forget to smash that like button for the boys at the yeah. Leafs Nation 401 at the Leafs Nation 401. If you're not subscribed watching right now, by the way, Elvis writes, I'll do the park. I'm in Rosie. So that's uh, that's one oh, half got of that. balls on my love it. I like this guy. <laughs> Hopefully you continue to be in the chat the next couple of days. Appreciate it. So many thanks to producer Aaron, of course, Darren Drager. Everybody in the chat, you were phenomenal. Again, at the Leafs Nation 401. If you're watching right now and are not subscribed or listening, at the Leafs Nation 401 on YouTube. For Jay Rosehill, I'm Nick Alberga. We'll talk tomorrow. Take care.